are listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Lisa Smith, 2020 Chair of the Board of the Plano Chamber. The podcast is brought to you by WorkSuites. The Plano Chamber needs your help to find the best of Plano. Nominations are now open for our 2020 Best of Plano Awards this fall. Categories include Small Business Person of the Year, Community Partner of the Year, Innovator of the Year, and more. So visit the Best of Plano page on planochamber.org to nominate an individual or a business before the deadline of Friday, July 17th. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Deborah Austin is a business coach, a speaker, a facilitator, and founder of Chaos to Results Business Coaching. Deborah helps business owners who are struggling with overwhelm get the important stuff like planning, marketing, and sales done so that they can make the income they need and have the personal freedom they want. Over the last 18 years, she has worked with companies like Nationwide Insurance, KPMG, Dallas Area Rapid Transit, the City of Garland, and numerous small businesses as a business coach and consultant. She is a Plano Chamber of Commerce board member and currently serves as secretary on our executive committee and the immediate past chair of the Murphy Chamber of Commerce. And on a more personal note, Deborah is the proud mother to two awesome adult sons. Deborah, we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here. Well, Deborah, welcome. Let's start by learning more about your business, Chaos to Results Business Coaching. Give us a brief overview of, of what type of business it is and what type of services you offer. So, Lisa, the easiest way for me to tell you that is to give you an example. A few years ago, I worked with someone who was a vet, had been in business for about five years, paid off most of his loans, but still, still was working on some of those. But he was working all the time. He couldn't take any days off. He was the only vet. He had techs in the office. His staff was constantly interrupting him. He was missing time with his kids. We worked together to really get clear on what he wanted, which was to have more income, of course, to narrow out some of the times when he had dips in his income that were just part of the industry, and also to have more time to spend with his family. After working together, we put some things in place that allowed him to hire another vet because he was making more money, tweaked his marketing so the months that were traditionally the lowest revenue for him became the highest revenue, believe it or not, got his staff in line and helped him to manage his staff to understand that he needed time to work on the business. So that's really what I do as a coach. I help people get clear on what they want, figure out how to get there, and then I help them get those things put into place. So it's been nearly nine years since you launched your business following many years in sales and recruiting and training with Nationwide Insurance. But what inspired you to take that plunge and become your own boss? There were really two big contributing factors for me. As a consultant in my early years, I found that I would go in, I would work with somebody in their business, like Nationwide with an independent agency, on how that agent was going to grow it. We would put together a great plan based on what they wanted, and I would go away. And the plan became the doorstop. When I started to go back on a regular basis to help them stay on track and to coach them through it, we saw tremendous results. The difference was, like for sm most small business owners, including myself at times in the past more so, is that you have great ideals, you have great plans, and then you're overwhelmed by the day-to-day -day business operations like hiring people and marketing and sales and your financials that you don't put into play the long-term plans that will help you be successful. 
I fell in love with consulting when I saw the difference. When I saw agents going from being the lower tier of agents to being top tiers and up on that stage, to me, that was the, the best thing ever. And that's, that's why I do what I do. I love the work I do. The second part of it for me was that I was diagnosed with cancer during those years. And I recovered and all was well, but I wanted to have more control over my time and I wanted to have more control over my income. So like a lot of smart and small business owners, they decide that the reason they're doing this is because they want to have control over their life and over their income. And that was a driver for me. The two of them came together. I found something I love doing and that would allow me to do both of those things. You coach business owners for a living and you're in a prime position to do so as an entrepreneur yourself. What has your experience as a business owner been like and how does your journey tie into that advice to your clients? I know you shared a little bit about that, but yeah, tell us a little bit more. A lot of the clients are having the same kind of journey I had, and I still have, by the way. I actually work with coaches for myself, where that, that whole ideal of how do I get all of this stuff done becomes daunting, and you start to doubt and say, did I do the right thing? The ideal of starting something up from scratch, especially coming out of corporate, you're very good at what you do in your job, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being a very good business owner. And because of the experience I've had over the last 18 years as a business owner and working with business owners, I can help you navigate some of those things that will come up. A great example is a lot of times when people come up, they need help. I just volunteer to sit with them over a cup of coffee. And if I can give them one or two things that will help them be more successful, and it's just a cup of coffee, why would I not do that? That's phenomenal. Can you coach me? As I mentioned in your intro, you're really involved in the North Texas business community and have served on numerous Chamber of Commerce boards and just really engage with everyone in the community. So first, thank you for your service, especially to the Plano Chamber. But what draws you to this type of service and what has been some of the benefits uh, being so involved with local chambers? So what draws me to it is that I have a skill set that a lot of people can use. Uh, in the chamber, especially when I see startups and when I see new businesses, again, if I can make a difference, when you make a difference with a small business owner, you change their lives, their families' lives, the community. You really do. Because when that business is successful, they can hire. They can take care of their family. They can do those things, and their children can dream, right? So with the, with the chambers, that's a, that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I actually used to be an SBDC advisor at one point as a part-timer for the same reason. With the other nonprofit boards that I've worked on and the ones that I help is a lot of times you see a great bunch of volunteers that are truly dedicated to what they're doing, but they just don't have the skill set to do strategic planning or to actually make it happen or to craft those job descriptions and let everybody know what their role is so they can function better. Again, it's, it's for me when I see people succeed, when I see groups that care about other people succeed, that gives me joy. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of it's selfish in that respect because it makes me happy. But the other difference, the other side of it is making, making a difference. It's making a difference. Well, we have more questions for you, Deborah, including your advice for business owners adjusting to our new reality of virtual meetings and work from home. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a message from our presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Work Suites. If you're trying to work from home and not getting the job done, move your offices to Work Suites. WorkSuite shared offices are designed for privacy, productivity, and professionality. Their turnkey offices are move-in ready and equipped with meeting rooms, co-working spaces, full-service coffee lounge, and the latest IT infrastructure. They take care of all the office details so you can focus on running your business. Contact WorkSuites.com or call 
312-WORK to check out one of their three Plano locations or 15 DFW area locations. That's 888-312-WORK or worksuites.com. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're joined today by Deborah Austin with Chaos to Results Business Coaching. Thanks for being here, Deborah. Thanks, Lisa. I'm glad to be here. Well, local business owners and professionals are dealing with an abundance of new challenges and changes in light of the pandemic, including slowed sales, working from home, virtual meetings, more virtual meetings and more virtual meetings and more. Uh, what advice can you give to our professionals who are listening to help them stay afloat and hopefully thrive during these rapidly changing times? So I, I would give these professionals and business owners the advice I'm giving my clients. The first one is if you are working from home and you've not done it before, structure your day. Have a starting time, an end time. Have a plan as to what you're going to get done. It's really easy to kind of float along and not accomplish anything. If you have a strategic plan or plan for your business, work the plan. Don't put it aside because you can't. Now, some businesses have been really adversely affected because they require you to be in person. I have a client in Florida who is, uh, most of her business is done by speaking engagements and or going in doing workplace and workflow analysis. And then she goes in, she interviews the whole staff, she comes back, gives them a report, they implement and she supports them. So for those people where, you're, where it's changed, you know, all COVID did was speed this up. This is like life, we're always having to change. It made you have to change quickly. I say step back and reimagine your business. How else could you do what you're doing? That might even be more effective. You never thought about it that way. How else, uh, what other clients could you be talking to or potential clients that you hadn't thought about? So for this particular client, what she's done is take some of her most popular workshops and turn them into not just a webinar where you take the workshop and throw it on there, but into bite-sized pieces. And she's been able to market that and sell it. So for her, one of the big things is that she always wanted to be able to stay home more and not travel as much. Not only did she get a new source of income that's helping to replace that, she now has something she can use in the future to help her move closer to her long-term goal, which is not to be there. So reimagine your business. The third one is if you are not marketing, why not? This is the perfect time to call those people you can never get a hold of because guess what? They got time on their hands. If you have an email sequence you need to develop to follow up with people, this is the perfect time to get it done. You got time to think it out and make it happen. If you're sending out proposals and you're not getting a response, follow up, follow up. And when I say follow up, I don't mean call and say I'm following up. I mean send somebody something that's of use to them. Because what happens a lot of times, especially for small business owners who don't know about sales and are stressed, when somebody doesn't respond, they take it as a no. One of my clients actually works through the HR department to get her clients, right? So she, I was talking to her yesterday. She said, well, I sent some things out. I hadn't gotten a response. I said, have you followed up? No. I said, don't assume a non-response is a no. If you are in HR right now, you're looking at how do we bring people back into office? Who's not coming back? What are the packages we're going to give them? All these other fires. Your ch changing a vendor is probably at the very, very bottom of that list. But what you can do is say top of mind. So when they're ready to make a decision, you're there. So continue to send things that are useful, bits of information. If you don't have a sales background, you've never done it, you may not think that way. And that's part of what having somebody else look at it can help you with. The last thing I would say, you know, is don't do this by yourself. Because if, when we were by ourselves, when we're stressed, we see things in a tunnel. It's yes or no. 
When you have people who are not in that same tunnel with you, they can say, well, what about this? Or how else could you do that? And it gets you to start thinking and open that imagination up. And you come up with ideas you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. And when I say don't do it alone, it's not the person that says, yeah, we're all going to fail. Let's just go and drink it and get it over with. No, you need the people who are going to question you, and they're going to say, rethink that. What else? What else? Not what can't you do, but what can you do? Great advice. Yeah, very great advice. advice. (laughs) So I know we're not all ready to accept help sometimes, um, and it kind of you have to take that step. But what type of business owners really benefit the most from coaching? And you told us a great example um, as at the beginning of the podcast, but are there any other kind of success stories that you can share? So I will tell you, I'm, I'm the person who used to be all about the numbers because I'm analytical. My, my first career was actually as a scientist. But what I've learned through coaching and consulting is sometimes it's not about the numbers. A good coach will help you get clear on what you want, because sometimes we're not, what you need to do in that business to get there, build a plan to get there, and then help you when stuff comes up that knocks you off course, because it will. Mm -hmm. I think anybody can benefit from that. You have somebody who's a sounding, sounding board that their only interest is making things better for you. There's nothing at stake. And that's the only purpose in being there. And we all get stuck. So they help you get unstuck. The other part as a business owner a lot of times is that, you know, we're not accountable to anybody, right? So things that we know we should be doing, things that we know that will improve our business, making that call that you're uncomfortable making, you don't do it. When you have a coach, you do it. Mm -hmm. Or you fire the coach or they fire you. But the point is they help you be more accountable. They help you stay focused. They give you that sounding board that you need to grow your business. And there may be times when they can share some business acumen or skills that you don't have and help you supplement. And also, for me, a lot of my clients, I try to connect them to resources when they need them. So do you do individual coaching as well or I only do. for small business owners? I do. I do both. Kelly, you, you asked me about an example. One, one of my favorite ones, and this is one of the ones that keeps me motivated, is I was working with an agent who was running an insurance agency, and he had been in business for like 10 years. He was thinking about just getting out. Same thing. He's working all the time not making as, as much enough money. His people were driving him crazy, his team. And he actually had a son who played select baseball. He never got to go to the games. And his wife wasn't happy because he was never home. We worked together and we found some things that were like, yeah, it was a number stuff. But part of it was getting people in the right places, changing their compensation packages so they supported that. Part of it was what was going on in his head. This guy's background was an accountant. So he was doing his own books. But he was also the best salesperson in his agency. He could go out and make $40,000 in an hour. But it wasn't just the numbers. It was about why he was not doing that. And as a coach, we dug into why. And he was able to go ahead and hire a bookkeeper who could come in and get paid $20 an hour while he could go make 40 At the end of the day, and he, we were still in touch, and this was probably seven years ago. At the end of the day, he was making more money that year than he never made before. He was able to go home. He, was, he and his wife were doing date nights. He was making his son's baseball games. For me, that's a win. That's why I do what I do. Well, in addition to living in the Plano area for many years, you've been a Plano Chamber member since 2012, and a very active one, I will say. Thank you for that. What's been the most exciting or encouraging way that you've seen our community and our organization grow over the years? Part of it has been the staff growing. You know, I get I got to watch some of them come in as new and see them grow and become more and more confident in what they were doing. 
I like the way that I see the chamber always looking at its membership base and saying, okay, well, for this group, we need this, and this group, we need this. It's not like, okay, everybody gets the same stuff. We don't do that in the chamber, and I think that's a great thing. And also the sense of being there in the community when you need it. Like, even through these times, you know, we, the chamber's hosting two calls a week for its members just to get on there and talk with somebody. Who would have thought that? And the way that the chamber's adapted to all the changes that have happened, you, you, things had to change, but you reimagined how it could work. And that, that to me, is really cool. I think it's a great community for a, a business owner, for a professional. I've made some great friends here. And I've also learned a lot. A lot of times as a business owner, especially when you started your first generation, uh, people don't understand what that means. It's not a job. It's a business owner. But when you come here, you find other people who understand. And you can have those conversations that can be supportive. And some days when it does look kind of dark, okay, well, maybe not so much. And even people you can partner with to be more successful. So I'm a fan. Can so you tell? Networking is key. <laughs> networking we is like key, that. right? It's networking and it's real relationships. But, you know, you have to do the work. You know, just coming and joining doesn't do that. You have to do the work, but there's a lot of people that will help you do the work if you choose to. So as a follow-up to that, so what do you see for the future of the Plano Chamber in the, in the business community, in the Plano business community? You know, I, I see more, but more of the same. Where What do we need? What do we need to address? How do we address it effectively? Okay, well, we try some things, and sometimes they're not as good as we want, but we tweak them and we make them better. And I continue to see that. I see more communities. I love what we did over the last few years where we have, like, I call them special interest groups. That's not the official, official term, but you know, the nonprofits, they get a chance to get together and share ideals. When we did um, the, the job fairs for people that were in the hospitality industries, beautiful, we needed it. The chamber stepped up, they did it. Great stuff. I, I see more of that. Well, Deborah, after today, I think lots of um, our listeners are gonna be interested in connecting with you and learning more about how you might be able to help them. So what is kind of the process that you bring on a new client and decide to work with them? So the first process is we just meet and we have a conversation. And I want to know, you know, why are they looking for coaching? What are they what are they wanting at this point? What what drove them to say, okay, maybe I need help at this point and to get a deeper understanding. I tell them about my process, which I'll share with you guys, and say, you know, how does that sound to you? We talk about accountability before we ever have a first coaching session because at the end of the day, how fast and how well this goes depends on how much effort you put into it. Our very first meeting is usually where we sit down and we spend some time getting that client to paint a real vision of what they want for their business and for their life. I believe the two are connected and you can't separate them. So, you know, if, if your faith is important, how is that showing up in your business? You know, if your relationships with people, how is that going to show up in your business? And then we actually talk about what kind of income do you need to make? Who do you want to serve? What is it that your product is? We go through all of that, and it's usually four to six hours. But it's a great conversation, and it helps us set the ground. And more importantly, it helps me understand what's important to them, and it helps them understand it. Because sometimes we're so busy that we forget to think about. This is important to me. Why isn't, it in my, why isn't it part of what I'm doing in my business? Out of that meeting, we walk out with a rough plan as to what we're going to do going forward. And then we start to implement that. We pick up what are some of the things that are coming up? You know, What are some of the obstacles, obstacles we know will come up? And let's talk about those now. And we'll come back and address them when we need to. Let's talk about what they are. Then we talk about the business itself. Let's look at where you are in terms of your revenue numbers, your product numbers. 
what are we going to measure to see how effective we are? We look at the marketing in a follow and it depends on where we start. We start with what the most urgent thing is. We look at their marketing. So if you're getting a lot of clients but you're not making enough revenue, are you getting the right clients? And if you say, well, I need this to make, you know, business owners, when they start, they take any clients. But sometimes taking any clients costs you the best clients. So we have to get really refined by that. I have to kind of reassure them that this really does work. I've been doing it a lot of years. <laughs> well, we start to focus on the real clients that you want and need and what you need to do to attract them and to keep them. A lot of times, especially with people transitioning out of corporate, we work on sales skills, basic sales skills. What do I say? What questions do I need to ask? How do I go in and not talk about how great my product is, but what do you need? Because when we answer what they need, we do a lot better than say, let me tell you how great I am. We talk about how do you get it all done? A lot of work around understanding that all of us have a time of day when we're most effective and to make sure that stuff that we need to have that major brain power and creativity, we plan during that time and we protect it. That's not when we do coffee meetings just to have lightweight discussions. So we talk about how to organize your week, how to order, organize your day. We set metrics for things that need to have metrics. How many sales calls did I make? How many am I closing? What do I need to do differently so I can get better? All of this comes like in a hodgepodge, but it really isn't because it depends on where we start and what we need to focus on. But we look at sales, we look at marketing, we look at planning, we look at your people. Are they in the right place? Do we need to rethink what they're doing? Do we need to rethink what their compensation is? And we put it all together. We help them get started. And then as I'm working with them, I'm holding them accountable. I give them that sounding board when stuff goes wrong, even when stuff goes right, an opportunity comes up. But also at the same time, they know that they're not doing it by themselves. At the end of the day, that's, that's how I work. That's what we do. People say, well, how often do you meet with your clients? It depends on the client. That's probably not the best answer, but it's the right answer. Mm -hmm. It depends on the client. And I work with people in all kinds of industries. I mean, I've worked with landscaping companies. I've worked with vets. I've worked with uh, financial planners. I've worked with other business consultants. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Most of what's happening in a business and making a solid foundation is the same. There are some things that are different in the industry dependent, but most of the foundations of a good business don't change. Does that help? Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> okay, are you game, Deborah, to play a little rapid fire with me? Of course. Okay, a couple <laughs> of these questions are maybe pre-pandemic res responses here. Stay in or go out? I'm going to stay in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Favorite restaurant? Mexican, that's good. Wow. <laughs> Very good distinction. <laughs> what are you reading? Today I am reading uh, The Storyteller Guide, yeah. Favorite place to travel? Because I know you've traveled some. Oh, you know, I, I've been a lot of really cool places, but I think one of my favorites was being in Africa at the tip where you can see the two oceans meet. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Very neat. That was pretty cool. I would do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite thing to do in Plano? In Plano? You know, I love the Parks and Rec of Plano. I think it's just awesome. We have so many great parks for walking mm -hmm. and exploring and just being outdoors. I love it. I like to go to Bob Woodruff early in the morning when nobody's there, but don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all the time we have for today. Deborah, thanks again for coming into the office and letting us know more about your business and what interests you. We always love chatting with you. And thank you for your service as a valued member of the Plano Chamber Board of Directors. Thank you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure.
Yes, Deborah, thanks for being with us today. We also want to give special thanks to WorkSuites for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. If you'd like to join WorkSuites as a sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners, contact the Chamber to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey everyone, Kelly Marcellus here, your President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for virtual networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning on Zoom. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday. Bye.